We thank you for this day. We thank you for the season, citizen. We thank you, God, that that ladder shall be greater. Come on, y'all. That ladder shall be greater. We give you the praise, God. Lord, we love you. You have already predestined. You already know what we have need of. I thank you, Father. I give you the praise today, Lord God, that you are worthy. 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 You are worthy, Lord God. Hallelujah, God. I thank you for my godmother while she's in Africa. Father, use her for your glory. Hallelujah. Protect them while they're there. In the name and blood of Jesus, we give you the praise today. God, we thank you for the doors being open right now for us. Thank you for enlarging our borders, enlarging our territories. God, I thank you for the businesses. Hallelujah. I thank you for the business being blessed on this line. I thank you, God, for the land acquisition. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank you for rental property. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank you, God, that they have it. Oh, my God. I thank you, God. Glory to God. I thank you that wealth and riches are in their house, God. I thank you that they have more than enough. Because we serve a God that's more than enough. I thank you for the signed contracts right now. Glory to God. God, I thank you for the settlements right now. Glory to God. I thank you that it's released in the name and blood of Jesus. And Father, we give you the praise today. Hallelujah. I thank you that you are worthy. You are worthy. You are holy. You are righteous. We are holy and we are righteous. We are just like you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we give you the praise, God. We thank you, God, as we continue to do our fasting and communion. Father, we're getting closer to you. We're getting those things that don't belong to us out of us. We release doubt, fear, unforgiveness right now, bitterness. Oh my God. We release God. We thank you for this self-examination month. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God, we thank you that you're the God of us. Hallelujah. And we thank you, God. You're the same God back then. You're the same God right now. You still able. We serve an able God. And we give you the praise. God, I thank you for the listening audience right now. God, I thank you, God. I cover them, their minds. Oh, glory to God. I thank you that they have the mind of Christ and they'll choose. Hey, my God, they'll choose you this day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I heard somebody say one thing God gave us was the power to choose. But Father, I thank you that they will choose you this day. Hallelujah. That they will serve you, God. And I give you the praise today. Lord God, I thank you right now that you cover us. We speak to the fowls of the air. We speak to, we speak to the storm. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, right now that you cover us. You cover everyone as this storm. It will not come. It will turn or dissipate in the name and blood of Jesus. Father, I thank you that even the fowls of the air don't have to worry about nothing. And we too don't have to worry about nothing. We give you the praise, God. 
You are worthy and we honor you today on this line. We thank you for the We Believe God prayer and devotional line. We thank you, God, that you have opened this line where we can touch lives all over the world. And we give you the praise. Now, Father, if you're not on this line, we don't never want to be where you're not. We want to be where you are. And we thank you, God that we are sensitive to your voice. Hallelujah. We thank you that the spirit of discernment is heightened on everyone under the sound of my voice, that we'll know what's right and we'll know what's wrong. We thank you that we follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Oh, we give you the praise today. Let the wave of your glory cover us this morning and we'll forever shabak you today in Jesus' name. If you agree with me, come on. Let us begin to give God glory. Hallelujah. We give you glory this morning, God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We give you the glory. To God be the glory for the things he has done. And we give you the praise today in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. Amen, God. Hallelujah. I just keep hearing the will of God be done. Hallelujah. I don't know what that's about, but I'm going to say it. I hear it. Let the will of God be done. Glory to God. Let the will of God be done. Your will be done, God, in America. Your will be done in our life. Glory to God. The will of God be done. Hallelujah. We just need to come in agreement. God, your will be done. Hallelujah. And we give you the praise today. Hallelujah. The will of God be done. Hallelujah. Somebody getting frustrated because of the election. The will of God be done. Hallelujah. We trust God. We depend on God. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you. The will of God be done. Hallelujah. The will of God, not our will, but the will of God be done. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. Say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen Amen. and amen. Glory to God. The will of God be done. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Glory to God. Well, we give God the praise today because truly the Lord is good and his mercy endure forever and ever and ever. At this time, I do want to open up the line. If anyone have a prayer request or a praise report, we do like to hear from you this morning. And if no one does not, I hear my sister Sheila. She can immediately um, give, give us what God has given her. Any prayer requests or praise report right now? Come on. Well, praise God. Come on, Sister Sheila. Oh, good morning, Saints. Good morning. Yes. Hallelujah. We just bless the Lord this morning. And we give him all the honor and the glory for this day that he has given us. You know, um, there um, were some questions about forgiveness and unforgiveness, and even some people personally um, asked that question. And you know, there are um, so many aspects of forgiveness. Uh, and, and previously, I was saying a lot of people walking are walking in unforgiveness, and we know, you know, how Matthew tells us that if we don't forgive 
others, then we will, our Heavenly Father will not forgive us. So therefore, if there is no forgiveness of our sins, then we know that there is no salvation. There is no true salvation. We have not received it. But we know those things and we are, as um, Sister Kasha was saying, uh, this is a, a, a month of the spotlight being on us so we can see ourselves as we are and not how that the way that we propose that we are. You know, and there are many aspects of forgiveness that um, we need to deal with. Personal things, you know, uh, personal things that nobody knows that has happened to us. Um, we need to forgive those who inflicted those things upon us too. Some things nobody knows. Nobody has an inkling of an idea that we have endured that thing. So therefore, we have to revisit, like I said, we have those things preserved in the closets of our mind and we gotta go in and we gotta, re we gotta clean that out, you know, completely in our hearts, our minds, our souls and our spirit. You know, don't let it continue to be embedded there because it's a hindrance from all things. It's a hindrance from the goodness of God, yet he gives us mercy, giving us that grace period to get rid of those things. But it hinders from the, from the true blessings of God. We must do that. And then there, is, there are things that we hold that has publicly happened to us that it's visual, that people saw. They saw the unjustness that was done to us in public view. So many people saw it. And you know, we were shamed, we were embarrassed because we saw, because people saw the unjustness that was done. And some of us are still holding that because that thing brought shame, it brought grief to us. So therefore, unforgiveness is there. You know, that grief, that shame, that unforgiveness is there because the world saw, I say the world, those that were present at that time saw what was done to us. So, you know, we walk smiling and happy and all of that, but deep inside, we got that 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 little dot of unforgiveness toward that person because of what they did in the public saw that. So you know, Paul talks about that in Second Corinthians, the second chapter, and cheerfully, you know, he was he was you know he was so broken because of what had happened to him. Someone came against him publicly, embarrassed and shamed him, you know, and, and, and sought. You know, they grieved him. You know, they, they just ragged on him. You know, probably said, you ain't nothing, you ain't nobody, da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, tried to persuade, made him look, 
persuade people that he was not who he said he was, bring his past back before them. Oh, you saying that you are a minister of the gospel. You saying you are this. Don't you remember when you did thus and so and thus and so? You know, Paul was a bad man. You know, he brought grief to people. He killed the Christians. He was heavy, high-minded. He wanted them to do what he said do because of his stature, because of his wealth, because of what he thought he knew. So, you know, people will know what we have done in the past. And because we truly have changed, they will publicly ridicule us. And some of us don't let it go right then and there. We hold that thing. We have unforgiveness toward them because they've done that. So we have to deal with that as well. No matter whether we was a child, an adult, even right now, right now, you know, we have to deal with that. And Paul wrote to them, you know, he said to them in 2 Corinthians, the first verse, and he said, but I determined this with myself, that I will not come again to you in heaven. But if I make you sorry, this is he then that maketh me glad, but the same which is made sorry by me. And he said, I wrote this same unto you, least be when I came, I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice having confidence in you all, that my joy is the joy of you all. But out of much afflictions and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have more abundantly for you. But, five says, but if any have caused grief, he has not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment, which was inflicted of many, so that contrarywise, we ought rather to forgive him and comfort him least perhaps should one should one such a one should be swallowed up in over much over much sorrow <coughs> therefore i beseech you that ye should confirm your love toward him for to this end also did i write that i might know the proof of you whether ye be obedient in all things to whom ye forgive anything I forgive also. But if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Least Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So therefore, we got to forgive. And if that person is in our midst around us, we, you know what? We still must show love and kindness. And you know what? And that love, that forgiveness and that love toward that person, even though they publicly shamed us, 
You know, if we do that, how do we know what it will do to them? It's either going to change them, they're going to see the error of their ways, or it's going to push them away and they're going to go somewhere else and do the same thing. So we have to forgive those even in our midst. The majority of us, the people that have grieved us and caused us uh, uncomfortableness and, and done things to us, the majority of those people are not in our midst anymore. They're dead, they're gone, they're go- you know, gone on their way or whatever. But there are some that are right there in the midst. And sometimes that's, those are the, that's the hardest thing to do is forgive a person that you see all the time who has brought you grief, sorrow, pain, embarrassment, shame, discomfort. It's hard. But here we see Paul is telling, he has forgiven the person and he is telling those that are in the midst you forgive him and show forth love too. Cause sometimes when it, it when it's publicly done, not only do we have unforgiveness, but those who witnessed it will develop unforgiveness also. So therefore we have to forgive and make them to know that we have forgiven and speak the truth to them and let them know that they must forgive as well. And not reject that person and when we come in you know Paul wrote a letter because he wasn't there but he told them I will not come back with heaviness of heart wrapped in grief wrapped in unforgiveness but I have forgiven and I'm telling you to forgive also see what we do what we do people trickle down on others what, when we are in a leadership position or we don't have to be a leader, but someone walks with us and they have trust and they have confidence in us, in us, whatever we do, they will do. So therefore, forgiveness toward others must always take place in us, not lip service. Oh yeah, I forgive you, yeah, I forgive them. No, 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 no. From that, our innermost being, the depths of our heart, our soul, our mind, our spirit, we must willingly and truly forgive. Forgiveness is this, as if it has never happened. Just like God, when we wholeheartedly repent before the Lord God Almighty in the name of Jesus, he forgets those sins and he casts them in the sea of forgetfulness. And he remembered them no more. And to God, because we have claimed in the name of Jesus, 
is though we never seen. He don't remember. He doesn't say, I forgive you today. And tomorrow he's remembering what we have done. As long as we stay on that path of righteousness, God will never bring those sins up again. Because they are completely forgotten, erased, as if we never sinned against him. And we people must come to a place to do the to do the same. Whether it's something someone has done that nobody, nobody knows but us and the person and God. Or whether it was publicly done to us and many witnessed the unjustness that was done to us, the infliction, the infraction that was placed upon us. We must forgive as if it never happened. Come on. That, I guess you're saying it. Now, Sheila, that's a hard thing to do. It is not. If we want to be forgiven, if we want the Father to forgive our sins in the name of Jesus, if we want true redemption to reign, to become joint heirs with Christ and live in the millennium kingdom forever with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, if we want to obtain eternal life, we will wholeheartedly forgive, forgive, forgive. Let me give you y'all a, a true story concerning myself, and I'm gonna make it real quick. My daughter was younger; she was young, and she she had two kids, and um, she had gotten divorced, and she was younger, and she had gotten divorced, so her and her, her children lived alone. So she, one morning, she got the kids off the school, had gotten herself ready for work. She left her, she lived in a duplex here, and she went to work, on her way to work. And in the car, she realized she had forgotten something. She was not even five minutes away from her home. She went back home. And with it from the time she left and her coming back, that I'm gonna say a 10 minute span, a guy had broken into her house. She went in and what he did was he beat her. He beat her, took her, he beat her. She was almost unconscious. The neighbors saw him drag, they saw him go in her house, saw him drag, him drag her into her car. He drove, he got into her car. He was driving her car. I was at work that day, but I was uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable. I just said, God, what's going on? And I was praying, but I had an uncomfortableness. I didn't know what was going on. And one of my other daughters called me because she called her sister and said, Mom, my daughter, 
her name is Katricia, we call her Tracy. Tracy being kidnapped. I said, what you mean kidnapped? This guy got in her car, he's gonna kill her. Uh, I didn't panic. I was, I was, my heart rate went up, but I didn't panic. And I began to pray. And I began to pray when my daughter was talking to me. She said, Mom, whatever you do, don't call. He says, anybody call her phone. He's going to kill her. And I'm like, okay, okay. I hung up. I hung up the phone. I was at work by myself. At that time, I was working at a convenience uh, gas station store. So I was the only one in that morning. Nobody wasn't coming in until later. And... I began to pray and I said, Lord, what must I do? And the Lord told me to call. Call the phone. And I called. And I called. I talked with it and talked and I called. And when I called, I said, listen, this is her mother. You can have her jewelry. You can have her credit cards for everything. I said, just take her somewhere safe and call me and I'll come and get her. I said, you can have a car. You can have everything. Just don't spend, just spare my daughter's life. So what happened was, he said, you're the mama, why you had to call? And he and he said, you better not call back no more. Do I'm going to kill her. I'm praying, I'm praying. To make a long, to, to shorten that story, he took her and he dropped her off. And he called me and told me where she was. In the process, my daughter, he had beat her so bad. It's a long story. I have to tell y'all the whole story one day. But he had beat her so bad. She was unrecognizable. But but God, the angels of the Lord drove her car to the police station. Mm. And when she got there, she collapsed. And I went to the police station. When I got there, my daughter was unrecognizable. She was unconscious and she was unrecognizable. He had beat her so. And my daughter and I went. My, da- my daughter died on the stretcher from head injuries that she had sustained from him. And I cried out to the Lord, no, Lord, this is not her time. In the name of Jesus, me, the policeman, the paramedic, we all started praying. And they worked on it, God. And the breath, God breathed the breath of life back into her. And she said, where my mama? And I said, I'm here. Okay, that's that part of the story. They called him. They caught the guy. And they let us know. We went to trial and all that. I was so angry. And I'm like, he all a right. He all a right in jail. Of course, he was convicted and went to jail. But God began to deal with me. And said, forgive. And God took me into the heart of his life. And showed me the hardships of his life. And I said, God, what you want me to do with this? Uh, I, you know, I'm talking to God. I'm saying, but I, I it, it, that ain't my fault. But the Lord let me know. If you don't do what I tell you to do, whatever happens to him from now on will be your fault. So what the Lord told me to do was embrace him. I said, God, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Unknowing to me, unknowingly to me, he wanted to get in touch with me. Mm. 
I don't know how God did it. I don't know how it happened, but anyway, he did it. And the Lord told me, and I began to write him. And the Lord told me when he get out, embrace him as your son. I said, now, you know what, Lord? You got to fix my kids. Because they ain't as forgiving as I am. God began to deal with me, and I had began to forgive him as I began to write him. Some of the levels were harsh. And, you know, then God dealt with me about that. I had to repent and ask him to forgive me for being that way. And I did. And God gave me a love for this guy who had really, if it had not been for the mercies of God, I would have buried my daughter. But God gave me a love for this, this young man. And he gave him a love for me. When he and I said, Lord, you need to fix my children. You need to fix my kids. Cause they ain't gonna be so forgiving. And I don't know how my daughter feeling, the one who experience, had the experience with that. But God began to deal with their hearts. And they began they my my daughter I don't have boys. I have girls. I have five girls. They didn't have a brother. And God began to deal with my children about forgiveness and forgiving, forgiving. When the young man got out of jail, he had my address, he had my phone number. And when he was getting out of jail, he wanted to know if he could visit. And I said, yes. And he came to my house. And my my girls were wrong. But they embraced him and loved him. And right to this day, that love, that forgiveness is still there. He called me mother. He got married. He told his wife about it. My forgiveness, he said, I have never experienced such. It, tra- it totally transformed his life from the rugged street life of drugs, robbery, you know, all of that. And he told his wife and I met his wife. So wheresoever he see me, I don't see him that often now, but if he see me, I hear a voice saying, Mama! And I know that voice. And he'll embrace me. He about uh, almost seven feet tall. So can you imagine him hugging me? You know, when he does, nobody can see me. And that love, he said, I love you, lady. I love you. I've never experienced such a love from a human being. And it totally transforms his life. So, you know, I know that there is a forgiveness. A forgiveness beyond what we know that will make us forget that there was anything ever insisted upon us. Mm. And if you don't know how to forgive, ask the Lord, teach me, Father, to forgive as you forgive, that I may be totally forgiven, that none of my sins will be hanging in the balance, that my salvation will be sure 
you know, and tell others that know infractions, inflictions, shame, embarrassment, hurt, and pain has been inflicted upon you. Tell them that know that. Also, help them to forgive. Because I had to teach, I had to tell my kids when um, I was married. My husband is deceased now. There was so much turmoil between he and I, and I told y'all I hated him. But, God, when I forgave, I had to tell my kids, that's your father. Love him. You don't have to choose between me and him. You have the right to love him, forgive him. What happened was between he and I had nothing to do with you all. So therefore, my children never shone their father. And I'm so glad because he's deceased now. And I would still have to deal with that causing them to feel like I feel. To have unforgiveness and dislike, hatred, or whatever for him. But I didn't. And thank God I did because he is deceased now. So there is a forgiveness. We can forgive like Jesus. We can forgive like the Father forgives us. Forgiveness that we remember and we remember the infraction no more. We remember the grief no more. We remember the pain no more. We remember the shame no more, the embarrassment. And it kills the works of the flesh that it gives birth to strife, wrath, bitterness, hatred, you know. You know, it, it kills the disdainment that we have toward others. So let's learn how to forgive. Let's not walk in unforgiveness and hinder what the Lord God Almighty has for us. Let's forgive my sisters and my brothers that we can have the abundant life in the spirit realm, in the natural realm that God has ordained for us. That we will not be losers, but we will be winners in Christ Jesus. That we will not be borrowers, but we will be lenders. That we will not eat crumbs, but we will eat wholeheartedly. We will have a table spread that we can sit, we can sit and we can in, in, in invite others to dine with us. That we will not wear rags. Oh, but we will wear the garments of our king's child. That we will have that. That prince and princesses have. Because the king is our father. Let's not continue. Oh, to be sideswiped. And be, oh my God, hallelujah, lacking 
by the things that Satan has sent. Let us not all continue to let Satan get an advantage and that his devices are there incognito. Let's not be like Paul said. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. Leave Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Don't let his device of unforgiveness hinder us. If we were ignorant, we're not ignorant anymore. Because we know that's a device that he uses to keep us from receiving the rewards of the Father in the name of Jesus. Let us go deeper and examine ourselves today. Hallelujah. We're eating a holy meal every twice a day. We are fasting with an acceptable fast these 30 days. Let not it be hindered because we are walking in unforgiveness. Let us not be doing anything and it be not profitable for our soul, our spirit, for our loved ones. Oh, spiritually or naturally. Let us therefore forgive that we will be forgiven and have a peace of mind, peace in our heart, peace in our mind, peace in our spirit, peace in our souls, joy, like Paul said. Hallelujah. He's not going to be grieved, but he's going to have joy. That his joy will be the joy of the Lord and also his joy will be the joy in others because he knows that they have forgiven as well. In other words, Paul was saying, I will not let you walk in unforgiveness. I'm not doing it and I'm not going to allow you to do it. That's why I'm writing you this letter. So that's why the Lord is telling us not to walk in unforgiveness and also to persuade others that have seen the infractions against us not to walk in unforgiveness as well. So let us examine ourselves today. Again, you know, in a performance on the stage and when the spotlight shines upon the one that's performing. It's it's really illuminating. And they shine, it shines on them. And you can see the others, but you can see them in a greater light. Well, the, the spotlight is on us that we can see ourselves in a greater light. That we can look deep down inside and we can see that which is was still that was just that's residue from something that happened. It's still, you know, it's all that, but, but there's a little, mm, there's a little residue from that. We have to 
cleaned that out as well. So my sisters and my brothers, never go deeper in forgiveness and not walk in unforgiveness. But remember this, if we forgive not others, their trespasses against us, then our Heavenly Father will not forgive our trespasses against Him nor others. So let us therefore go boldly before the throne of grace and ask the Lord, let me see, Father God, anything pertaining to unforgiveness that may reside yet in me. I don't want to preserve this thing in the closet of my mind anymore. But I want to, Lord, snatch it down and discard it. No longer do I want to walk. No longer do I want to be hindered from any good thing that you have for me, spiritually, naturally, financially, materially. I don't, I don't want to be hindered anymore. So may the Lord bless us and deliver us all from unforgiveness this day, never to visit this place again. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, amen. My God. Sister Sheila, I'm waiting for the book. I, 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 I think it... I think this testimony should be out for people to understand the power of forgiveness. My God, I, I and 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 the way you delivered it today, I, I when as you were talking, I I had to go back and read Second Corinthians chapter two and go down to ten and eleven. And, and this is the revelation of the information that I got. Listen, unforgiveness will blind you of Satan devices. Let me say this. Unforgiveness will allow the enemy to have an advantage of you. That is basically Amen. what this particular scriptures are saying. Verse 10 and verse 11. If we don't forgive, then Satan have an advantage of you and you will be ignorant of his devices. Ignorant me not Amen. knowing. Why? Because you're blinded because of unforgiveness. Oh my God. Yeah. Sister Sheila, this is a powerful word. I would admonish everyone, if you know at least 20 people, listen. Give them this message that they got to listen to. Say, listen, it's a must because we got a lot of people that are hurting and still dealing with the infraction, the pain, the grief, the embarrassment, the bitterness, bitterness, even where sickness and disease have now have a legal right to their bodies. Why? 
because of unforgiveness. Amen. Why? Because, because you, you have allowed yeah. the devil to get an advantage on you. You yeah. are ignorant to his ways because of unforgiveness. Oh, people of God, yeah. please release that. Yeah. Please forgive. Do not take, don't hold on. As she said, don't preserve it in, in your mind. Don't put it in the closet of your mind like it's some it's a piece of uh, 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 clothing. Release that baggage. Forgive today. You can do it. Listen, Minister Matt, how can I forgive? By faith. Come on, y'all. Everything that we do must be by faith in God. It's by faith. And remember, the devil will always highlight. I told everyone that comes on this prayer line, get a highlighter. Because the enemy always wants to highlight everything so you can focus and zoom on that. God wants us to focus on him. You can do it by faith. And even when the enemy tries to bring it up, nope, that's not me. I forgave them. It's the perfect practice that brings about perfection. You got to faith this thing through. And God will will allow you where it won't even bother you anymore. The pain won't be there anymore. It won't be any triggers. We have people that still dealing with triggers because they have not released. Come on. Mm. Yeah. You got to release this thing. Oh my God, Sister Sheila, I'm telling you this, this message today, man, God really been dealing with you. It's getting us to examine ourselves. I had a situation yesterday where we were getting ready to write this guy up on a final warning. And if he messed up one more time, he will be without a job. Mm. While I was in there having a conversation with him, the spirit of God said, give him another chance. I'm, I'm in, in me and God having conversation while I'm having conversation with him. <laughs> this, this message just showed me that we don't own ourselves. And if we going to really be children of God, we got to realize that we don't own ourselves. And it's the obedience to what God has said. You, this, this could have went so many different ways. But God, listen, God allowed that to happen. When we realize that nothing happened without God getting the okay, we will never know why it had to happen. But it happened for somebody to understand the power of forgiveness. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God, Jesus. Oh, my God, Jesus. Oh, my God, Jesus. It had to happen. I don't know why, but it because of that young man to be introduced to Jesus. It's salvation. Come on, somebody. What we grow through is never for us. It's for somebody else. That's why, listen, we are, we should be fruit inspector. We are a tree. We have fruits. 
and somebody got to pick from my tree. Listen, if the tree can talk, y'all know something. We like mangoes here in Florida. Sometimes you got to tug and pull and yank the mango off the tree. And if the tree can talk, the tree will say, stop picking on me. But you were meant to be picked on. Because of the fruit that they need. And God gave your daughter life back because it was the fruit that that young man needed. Sometimes, Sister (laughs) Sheila, sometimes the seed has to die. And she died but rose again. Oh my God, Jesus, Mm -hmm. my God. I'm telling you, there's so much revelation from this Mm -hmm. testimony. I'm over here on heaven. Woo, God. Jesus. But God. God will do. I I said this and I I pray that y'all get it. Stop putting God in a box and saying what God won't do. You don't know him like that. We know of him. Stop saying what he won't do. God will do whatever he needs to do for his glory. Yes. It's for his glory. He won't go against his word. But God, just like Jesus, when they brought the woman that was caught in the very act of sin, They had a legal right to stone her. That was the law. But God gave her, oh my God, he made a way. He gave her a way to escape. He said, he without sin. Come on, y'all. Cast the first stone. And it was the elders that left first. That's right. That's right. God is the master strategist. But in order for you to know yes, the, the strategies of God, y'all, we all got to forgive this thing. We got to walk God, in it. Yes. We got yes. to live it. And it can be done. Mm-hmm. It can be done by faith. Yes, it can. Amen. Yes, it can. Yes, it, can. <laughs> it can be done by faith. And guess what? You can forgive and forget. You want chapter and verse? Forget those things which are behind. It's oppressing. Come on. It's depressing. Yes. Minister Mac, how I can do that? By faith. <laughs> it's by faith. Faith in God. Sister Sheila, thank you. God, I thank you for the speaker of this month. God, God, keep pouring in her. Pour in her so she can empty out. Oh, fill her up, God, so she can pour out so you can fill her up some more. Because the body of Christ need this. And we give God the praise today. Amen. Any comments before the announcer? Oh, I could say this morning, you know, to God be the glory for the great things he's doing. And I'm telling you, even with that, before she even brought this message, God had brought that particular subject up to me concerning forgiveness and how it equates to a lot of us not being healed because of being held 
in unforgiveness. And this just so good, my today. And I say, God, I thank you because we have so much sickness among those that are called by his name that are believers. And I guarantee if we do the indebtedness and allow God to speak to us, it would go right back to that one word, unforgiveness. Mm. And you could tell, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you a secret that as she was talking, let me know. When there's unforgiveness on board, you don't want to have any more attachment or any kind of conversation Mm -hmm. with the person that you're holding unforgiveness toward. Mm -hmm. Amen. By God. Mm That's true. Yes. Let me tell you, you stop talking. You stop being a blessing to encourage. Mm. You just walk out of the light because there's something that I don't agree with and I for unforgive you so I'm not going to forgive you so I can be blessed. But watch out. The enemy will cause you to be sick unto death Mm. until you receive Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. My God, the simplicity of the God is not the words that He gives us, the company He gives is not grievous. But when we don't allow God to take that preeminence in our life, to obey Him in spirit and in truth, and you could tell them when it's there, because there's some I that used to walk with me and used to talk with me, they don't call, they don't talk no more because there's a blockage of unforgiveness about something but only them and the God who created them know. Get rid of it before he get rid of you in Amen. Jesus name. My God. Amen. Amen. My God. My God. Sister Sheila, I thank you because he dealt with me last week concerning that word unforgiveness and sickness. Pray for me. You know, you got things you're holding in your heart you won't let go. You cannot be delivered till you forgive. Yes. Ooh, Jesus. My oh, God. God. Yes. Powerful, powerful oh, word. Powerful word today. <laughs> powerful word today. Come on, Sister Jamia. <laughs> Come on, give us the announcement. And Evangelist Smith, pray us out after the announcement. Come on, Jamia. Oh, Good morning, everyone. The announcement mm-hmm. for We Believe God Prayer and Devotion Light is as follows. To hear today's message again, we have several ways in which you can. You can become a part by texting me by texting words subscribe to 786-258-8246. That way you'll receive the entire recording for that day. And we believe God prayer line number has been upgraded to just one number to dial out the access code. The number is 516-253-3558. You can also listen to the replay of today's message by dialing 605. 313-4102-POUND, access code 212-500-POUND. There's also a bypass number due to some phone carriers to state the number you are dialing is out of plan coverage area and will be tried once in permit to continue. The bypass number is 206-451-6014, then dial 605-313-4102, access code 212-500-POUND. If you would like to receive a condensed version, you can join our register for the Proverbs 31 Women Private Podcast on all social streaming platforms. You can also Google Latasha Mack and receive all social media handles or email us at wbgpad2019 at gmail.com 
All right, us at Minnesota Natasha Mac at P.O. Box 121 341 Florida, Florida, We encourage you to sow in the word by reading a chapter in the book of Proverbs by day. For example, today is November 9th, so you will read Proverbs 9. So whatever day it is, that's a chapter you will read. And if you have a birthday today or this week, happy birthday. If you do not have your birthday, please send it via text or email so we can have celebrate you on your day. These conclude the messages for the day. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, glory, Father, to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you today. Father, we just thank you for the word that have been into our ear gate, for listening, that God, that we will govern ourselves thereby. Let the word of God dwell richly in our life that we too may see the fruits of our labor. Lord, you love us so much that you will refuse to allow those who will walk in obedience to fulfill your promises here in the earth realm. Thank you today for your obedient servant, given what thus say the Lord, that we will make a choice to follow hard after you, oh God. Father, we need you today. God, let us recognize the importance of not allowing the enemy of our soul to take us off the road of righteousness and pleasing unto you, that we may walk in obedience and show those that are in darkness the light of deliverance. Thank you for the word today. Let those who have the word of God take time out and find scriptures and Speak the word of God concerning forgiveness because you watch over your word to fulfill it. And Lord, we give you praise, we give you honor and glory in the awesome name of your son, Jesus. And we say amen. 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 So be blessed in the Lord and in the power of his might until we meet again. God bless you all. Happy Wednesday, everyone.